0: Okay, with uh, John Hota Leonis and uh, Vanessa Sanchez, the two directors of Ghostly Labor, a dance film that played at our festival. What an interesting dance film. And also, I kind of call this almost a music video as well. Is that fair to say?
1: Yeah, you could say that, a music video. It's definitely a song that we wrote in collaboration with the farm workers and uh, choreography. And uh, the dance that Vanessa uh, developed was really based in rhythm and yeah, so it is sound and music in a lot of ways.
0: So you guys both wrote the, the song?
2: No, the song was actually um, written by one of my maestras in Mexico named Laura Rebolloso. Um, we, we spent some time developing over about a year a relationship with the farm working community in Half Moon Bay, um, and then they eventually invited us onto the land to do interviews. And so we did a series of live interviews and informal interviews, and with that, footage we sent it over to my maestra in Mexico and she wrote the lyrics based on the interview footage and the interview answers Um, and then the actual percussive arrangements in the song were um, put together by myself and our musical director Javier Navarrete who you see on the drums in the film.
0: Wow okay so this is a film is a dance film about the history of labor in the US Mexican uh borders I guess right like the history in specifically in the agricultural industry I guess right
1: mm-hmm, that's right yes yeah so we worked with a group called Alas Ayudando Latinos a soñar which is a, a farm worker advocacy program in Half Moon Bay in the North Bay of, of California uh, um, actually in California Half Moon Bay and uh, we uh, worked with generated a kind of a, over a year long relationship with farm workers and listening to them and thinking uh, through them and, and kind of developing this piece uh, during the pandemic. Um, and so uh, we. Uh, Yeah, really kind of thought about uh, the the essential work, um, the people who weren't given days off, who had to work through and and provide, um, I guess, the world, right, with uh, with food uh, um, as the California uh, coast is really, uh, Mm. it it produces a lot of the world's food. Um, And so it was really uh, kind of digging into um uh the the workers lives and kind of seeing how they um are, are surviving um throughout the, the the kind of you know the chaos of the pandemic and also um the uncertainty the precarity of um the economy as well
0: yeah and through dance <laughs> we just said that through was about what we just said and and you, there you could steer in such a political negative direction for obvious reasons right but then this is such a beautiful, poignant film, but it still delivers its message as well at the same time. I guess that was your agenda, I guess, right?
2: Yeah, one of the big things we wanted to come across in, in telling the stories and experiences of the farm workers included the power of collective resistance and the joy that comes out of collective resistance and community. And so that was something we wanted to highlight in addition to, you know, all of the other elements that, that John just spoke about.
0: Yeah, because you 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 because you give us you do it like the film starts with a n- nice like dance in the fields. Can you familiarize myself with the what's what's the shaker? What's the instrument is that they're shaking?
2: That um that's a gourd that is called the chikare a, chikere, a chikere, okay. and that is of the Afro Cuban tradition.
0: And then you have other like the drums, but then you have tap dancing, and then the use of sound is kind of amazing in the field there. And so you kind of introduce the audience to this world through that dance and obviously the choreography with uh with uh, even with the skirts and like i'm just being a basic uh the, the whole part of my ignorance i'm just being a basic audience member by describing what i see right i'm sure it's, there's more sophistication what, what type of dance was that that you uh choreographed in the beginning yeah.
2: so this is the first the the first scene right coming up um over a group of us in a circle yeah. on the farm. Um, so that dance, it's on a tarima, which is a, a small small box, right? A small personal um, wooden box. And that is of the son Jarocho tradition of Mexico. So that's Zapateado Jarocho, the, the footwork I was doing on that. So that's actually also considered, although it's a dance, it's also considered an, an instrument, right? Yeah, Because it's part of the rhythm. Um, and then you have Javier Navarrete on the, the conga drums and so one of the things we were doing with with that part specifically was bringing together um the mexican tradition of son jarocho the verses the words are also written in the mexican tradition of son jarocho and bringing together the afro-cuban tradition of bembe right so that's where the chequere comes in that's where the, the conga drums come in um and we were really looking at how those two um rhythms, those two traditions come together to create this really, really amazing, beautiful melody, but also reflecting in the history of labor, you know, yeah. the history of labor, of, of who's, who, you know, where these rhythms came from. Um, and, so it starts with
0: a kind of a very positive vibe, like your film. And then you kind of go into the interview kind of style, you introduce a few of these characters, and then you talk to the one gentleman kind of describing what's happening now. Right. Like you it's basically a basically straight on interview where he just says, labor is not what it used to be there's there's not a lot less workers people left from mexico they never came back and then uh and then you're gonna give us these new the new set of characters in a new set of dance and uh you the, with the title phrase part of my french these motherfuckers so it corn it was sorry i apologize but it was a, it was these motherfuckers did something with corn i guess colonized or,
1: corn these motherfuckers colonized, colonized corn, corn. Right. yeah vanessa talk to that <laughs>
2: Yeah, so we shift from from that, you know, looking at this collective, you know, the joy of collective resistance, right? That's yeah. that's what um, Camutal, Manos Que Nos Dan, that's what that piece was about. And then we go into following the interview, a piece called These Motherfuckers Colonize Corn. Yeah. And you you go to three dancers in the fields, right? Um, and those costumes, what they're wearing are actually taken from what people wear in the fields, right? They have to cover their faces, they have to wear hats, they have to keep, the, you know, the sprays and, and the dirt and, and the sun, you know, out of their bodies. Um, but that piece is actually looking at the history of colonization within farm working, right? Going back hundreds and hundreds and hundreds mm-hmm. of years into indigenous farming practices. Um, and, you know, in, in the Americas and in, in North America and Mexico, there used to be hundreds, hundreds, hundreds of, of types of corn that were that were um, produced in the lands that were indigenous to the land right but following the green um, trade and nafta uh, the north american free trade agreement basically uh corporations came in and colonized the corn they they took like the top two or three strains of corn that could produce the most that would sell the most and put what was needed in the dirt to mass produce this corn right and so that's where we get this this title these motherfuckers colonized corn and the dancers are actually not rep- representing the colonizers, but the dancers are actually those who were colonized. The dancers are representing um, the indigenous farming practices, um, Las Tres Hermanas, or the Three Sisters, which is looking at the indigenous tradition of planting beans, squash and corn together because those three crops support each other and help them grow, right? And so through the colonization of corn, the land was no longer able to support Las Tres Hermanas in certain regions.
0: Yeah. And yeah, and so you, you kind of nailed the, the, the issue like within, like within the dance is so, it's, it's so smart the way you guys did it. It's just because it's like, it, 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 it proves its point, I guess. Right. And then obviously the choreography is amazing. The dancers are amazing. They're, they're all different. I don't know if this is done on purpose, but they're all different shapes and sizes. They're not just like one kind of, you know what I mean? Like this, the, the, the person is like, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're, they're different types of people. Right. Does that make sense to what I just said?
1: Yeah, that that is a la Mescla, the Vanessa's dance company that she's, um, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's which is thriving now. And you you want to speak about la Mescla?
2: <laughs> sure. Um, you oh, you. La, yeah. <laughs> so, la Mescla is a, a dance company I started in 2015. And the dancers you see in that piece, um, Kirsten, Sandy and Micah, um, they are tap dancers. And we're all based in the Bay Area. Um, and so we are a dance company that brings together tap dance, sapteado Jarocho, the tradition of Son Jarocho from Mexico and Afro-Caribbean rhythm and movement to tell, to tell these stories, to tell these, yeah. these histories and, and experiences that are often unseen, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, in working with John, um, developing this film, you know, we, we wanted to include La Mescla in the film um, because this is, embodies what, what La Mescla was, was created for.
0: So then the next one is like, uh, and, but kudos to, to the people uh, who, the, your directorial style is interesting because the next one's Sobrando, and it's a different style of film. It's almost like you're making different types, different films. Like the, the theme is 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 enhanced throughout the film, but every time you go to a different sequence, you guys film it differently, right? Like, like even the use of the camera the way you guys are moving the camera and this shot, especially, it's like, it's almost like a straight, it's like a, you're looking from the depth of field and you're kind of moving the camera away from them. Um, and then you're moving it up. Like, so like whoever created your choreography is great, of course, but even the direct, the, even your directing is, 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 is on as well. So it's talking to me about uh chat me up about Sabrando.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, well, uh, that was a really special piece. Uh, sembrando, meaning uh, um, uh, giving uh, the seed or sowing the seed, right? Um, and it, it really was um, using the shekere, which is the gourd, which is, comes from the earth as the rhythm, and the and the dancers who are in the fields, almost as ghosts, um, doing Afro Caribbean uh, 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 dance and and kind of giving up uh, um, uh, giving homage to um, the ritual of of seeding right um this important ritual that sustains life so that that was the basic uh idea behind it. And, and we shot it in um uh one of the last scenes of the day and it was kind of under under shade but it really it kind of seemed to fit um within uh this um yeah this rhythm uh, and and kind of uh, and pacing that we were looking
0: we we're going after and the next sequence is uh labor relations correct
1: mm-hmm. that's right
0: You're using kind of like like drums and kind of like dancing and drums
1: yeah originally that was uh, called the labor relations act um yeah so
2: yeah that that piece um that piece was based on the research i did looking at at the labor relations act of 1935 and how um the act was created to give workers rights right so that they, they couldn't work over a certain amount of time they they had to receive a a fair pay they had to have lunch breaks you know all these kinds of things Um, but as it was developed it's actually written in there that it excludes agricultural workers and domestic workers right and so um, this peace labor relations act was was looking at at basically that people being in the fields working hours and and you know being in homes working for hours but not having the same rights that anyone else in all of these different forms of work had um, and so that piece is is inspired by the actual movements you know we saw while doing farm visits, right? The sticks that you see in that piece are representing um, tools. You're seeing buckets that would have been used to you know back in the '30s, '40s to to actually harvest and and pick the crops. Yeah. Um, and so that piece is taking us through you know starting the workday into this this idea of of kind of gathering and collecting. Um, and starting to look at, hey, this isn't working for us. And, and eventually, as you'll see throughout the rest of the piece leading into this idea of, of um, grassroots movements, right? Um, Cesar Chavez, Dolores Fuerte, the, the history of, of collective resistance, right? And how those voices came to be.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And the, like this happened in the '30s. this law that this was during FDR's uh, like his big renaissance of like helping the depression. So that all these labor relations came in. So why did they exclude? I don't want to get off on a tangent, but I'm just curious. Why did they exclude these people? As part of the act. I'm just curious about that. Do you know why?
2: I mean, I'm sure there, I'm sure there was a logistical reason. But if you look at who's who's done historically done this work, you know.
0: Yeah, gotcha. So it's a, you're saying it's racially motivated. They don't care.
1: Migrant, yeah, na- national, na- national races, yeah, races related, yeah, definitely, kind of having this no- this notion of migrant labor being um, a, a, a functional, but not really wanting to deal with the people who who yeah. live there. So, yeah. yeah, definitely, you know, kind of looking into the margins of agricultural work here and in those laws that kind of help establish and mm-hmm. I guess create these legacies of inequality that that continue with us today.
0: And then you do you guess, uh, interview the one. Uh... The lady the next sequence where she's talking about lay uh about how farm work is tough where did you like why specifically like i'm just curious where where did you find her to do the interview yes yeah,
1: she's she's related to uh the non profit advocacy um group alas um and um uh, she's part of a, a farm uh of this family farm the serafine they're they're mexican migrant workers who who have been working there and they, and they, she was explaining to us like what What was happening how how are they doing this and this is kind of a labor of love for the family in a way it it isn't you know they're getting by day by day and they're planting farms and they're planting crops and then harvesting and selling their works at the farmer's market right and so it is a really one of these issues and she was talking about how difficult it was what's interesting about that interview is that we were interested in knowing about their lives and, and their and, and and people's passions the farm workers passions not necessarily we didn't really want to say oh how how hard is your work right mm. but this theme throughout the throughout the interview she kept on going back to this this is really difficult work not everyone is willing to do it um so for us it was, it was important to out of this <clears throat> you know 20-minute interview to take that clip and just to say hey this is what she was saying and you know what is she what she's saying is it's difficult work um and we really need to be recognized um, and uh, for this work because we're sustaining.
0: Yeah, 100%. And uh, like even like even in present time, there's a lot of there's lots of issues that are, are occurring, I guess, in in present day uh, farm farm working, I guess. Right. Like they're having a hard time finding people to work, I guess. Right. So a lot of plants are not getting picked or are getting used. So there's, there's a lot of waste happening as well, too, I guess. Right.
1: Yes, I mean, a lot of that is due to migratory farm laws, right? Um, and which um, are are and, and I or rather um, ICE um, kind of raids as well, and and the border the border politics. Yeah. So a lot of that is 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 really kind of politically motivated and racially motivated, and so that's really what we're talking. That's the underbed oh, of what we're what, yeah. what, what, what we're dealing with um, with um, a farm work in general and with this piece as well.
0: That's what the, the 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 tailback. What I said is like that. You guys, me, you guys proved like you guys set out to have an agenda, and you you basically uh, succeeded in it. But it didn't get like negative. It didn't get political. It just like you told a, a very co- cohesive story through dance, and 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 at the end of the movie, you're you understand what you're trying to say, and it's like it's it's a genius job. So it's like uh, like. Kudos to you again. So the next one was, uh, I'm gonna say this wrong, La Cosecha, is a la, uh, la Cosecha?
1: That's la c- Cosecha. I, I mean, apologize. Yeah. yeah, it's all good, so it, mean, <laughs> it means the harvest. Harvest. Uh, the harvest, yeah. the harvest. Um, La Cosecha. Do you wanna to speak to the la-, la Cosecha?
2: Yeah, so La Cosecha for me was an extension of, of the Labor Relations Act piece, right? And La Cosecha, you see myself and another dancer, Diana, um, doing movement that draws on Afro-Cuban, Afro-Haitian, Afro-Brazilian styles and traditions. Mm. Um, and then you see Javier Navarrete and, and Pedro on the the percussion, um, but you see that we're moving through the space, right? Yeah. So so my vision with that was was taking Labor Relations Act piece and then mobilizing, right? Now we're mobilizing. Now these grass grassroots movements yeah. are mobilizing and moving forward. And so that's why in that piece, you see us traveling through the space, right? Um, and you know we're keeping it within the same percussive tradition that the same rhythms you heard from the previous piece because it is just it's a continuation of what labor relations started
0: and then last but not least like the last one's la, la collective collectiva La
1: colectiva, yes. I'm just butchering your life. I totally apologize. It's all good. It's all good. Canadian boy
0: here. I apologize.
1: (laughs) Where are you? Yeah. So I think (laughs) la colectiva kind of speaks to this kind of collective action, which is also the bed of of, of farm workers looking for rights, you know, right in that area. That's where Cesar Chavez and the farm workers really um, rallied within California to create uh, uh rights and you know to get uh people out of these um of subpar living conditions and um and and advocate for better pay and better living wages as well so all of that really is the kind of the bed of what we're what we're dealing with um and we you know we 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 spoke of uh one thing that i wanted to speak uh to um besides the politics is really the artistry of nestling with these mixing of of uh, these rhythmic traditions, right, which mm-hmm. are are really uh, um, singular and, and unique in, on their own, right, with uh, tap dance, with eh, son jarocho zapateado, which is Mexican footwork. Um, and then she also, in the last piece, of colectiva has, um, it's a, um, I'm butchering this, hold on one second. Oh. I'm sorry, the street cleaner is coming by. Um, it, <laughs> it is, it's, um, a bomba, a, a rhythm, which is from Afro-Caribbean r- rhythm uh, mixed with tap dance, which, I, which I've which i never seen before. And I don't think, I don't know if Vanessa wants to speak on that, no?
2: Yeah. So that that um, rhythm, it's a, a Afro-Puerto Rican rhythm from b- the bomba tradition. It is a rhythm called Holandaise. Um And that actually, in, in developing the, the score and the actual percussion and drumming that was paired with the tap dance pieces. Um, I created the footwork before. It was an acapella tap piece. And then I met with Javier Navarrete, who was um, working with me to create the music. And, you know, I basically did the choreography for him and told him, you know, what what we're trying to get to. And and he immediately went to Bomba y Plena, um, which is a tradition out of Puerto Rico, which he plays and is trained in. um, And, you know, talked about that that comes from the fields, the fields of Puerto Rico, right? And so with this work, we're, we're wanting to like touch on, you know, there were sugar fields in Puerto Rico, right? These same mm-hmm. things were happening there, not just in the U.S.-Mexico borderline. So it felt really important to tie in, um, you know, kind of from a larger perspective, the people and communities that have been affected by, by, um, you know, these acts that have been um, discriminatory in, in work. So he yeah. brought in, like, let's do a bomba and so you know um that that rhythm is traditionally played a lot faster but you know in order to meet it with with the tap the tap choreography and the tap rhythm that we had um we slowed it down a little bit but it gave this drive at the end of like we are fighting we are moving forward right Mm. um is about collective resistance it is about survival it is about representing black people in puerto rico in the years and years of work and colonization that they have you know in their history and so it felt really important and really special to bring those two styles together for the final piece
0: yeah the amazing like i said the amazing work uh I, I, this must have been a labor of love it must have taken a long time to do it kudos to your dancers they're they're absolutely amazing did they enjoy the film as well when they finally got to see it
2: yeah they loved it everyone the musicians loved it everyone was so excited they 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 saw it on the big screen in the theater for the first time we premiered it at Brava theater before one of our um, live performances mm-hmm. um and so everyone was really happy with with the outcome
0: so there's a live version of this of this piece yeah
1: there will be right um uh, I guess ghostly labor the the theater production um debuts in 2023 fall I believe um and uh, so the the reason one of the reasons another reason we made this film was it it, uh, was a way to kind of capture the dance on film so that other audiences and more audiences can see it outside of the theater because (laughs) dance so time-based and and fleeting so we we really felt that this is um a way in which we can uh, kind of address uh, critical social issues uh, and also kind of have people understand and see and feel the rhythm of La Mescla and Vanessa yeah. Sanchez's dance.
0: Yeah, and this is here forever. It's not. It's, it will not always be around your film. So <laughs> yeah. For, what did you guys think about the audience feedback video that we sent you?
2: Oh, it was it was great. It was really. I've I've never experienced that. Uh, you know, having people like give live commentary on 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 our work. So, um, uh, yeah, it was really great. It was great to see what resonated with people. Um, It was great to see what what people took out of the film, what they remembered and um, the understanding that was, you know, the the kind of clear understanding of of the message of the film was, was also really great.
1: Right. As a filmmaker, we never really know exactly if people are getting what we're trying to say, especially with with the work that is, is uh, not so literal or politically kind of like evident. Right. And so it's really great to see people articulate the some of the ideas um, and expand expand upon the ideas that we were uh, t- tapping into. Right. And I really love
0: of um, the pun, I guess. Right.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Wild, <laughs> Wild Sound is great because I, I've just I've had other films in the in the festival to have you know some it used to be in a theater right um, yeah. where that you would pass a mic around but having people now I guess since the pandemic uh, shift to their own spaces I saw some people referring to notes. Yeah, um, it's a little bit more <laughs> intimate, right? The yeah. intimate kind of feedback session, which I think is uh, is really valuable for any filmmaker, any maker, any creative um and 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 this really gives us an opportunity to kind of tap into unknown folks and and see what they think so yeah yeah, very special so so thank you
0: because you saw both you've seen both you're like one of the few who've seen both perspectives because like obviously during when COVID happened we had to pivot pivot quickly so it's like so we, we created this new idea so so you saw the live audience kind of like the initial reactions and then now this is sort of like a more of you know enhance the conversion of what we do i guess right so
1: Indeed, yes.
0: Yeah. So I want to, Don. You could always submit, like I told you in the email. Always submit to us, whatever, whatever film you have. You're a fantastic filmmaker. Vanessa, you seem so talented. It seems like you're doing some great things in San Francisco. So you guys are collaborating. I'm like, this is an amazing film. You guys seem to work really well together. So I don't know if you guys are going to make another film together or go off separately, make your own individually. But I hope we can both talk again uh, in uh, the future when you make your next film.
1: All right. Thank you. We appreciate you. you. And and yeah, we will definitely kind of submit and look always looking forward and always propping up a wild sound from our perspective. So thank thank
0: you so much.
2: Thank you. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, schlamy.